Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show. With Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome on in to another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Some games have already been played. A lot of games, BJ. It was a fun-filled weekend. It was a, a stressful of- weekend. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Thickalus in the chat here uh, for the follow. What's up, guys? Appreciate you guys joining the channel today. Uh, but yeah, a fun-filled weekend, BJ. Lots of games. Round of 64 is done. Round of 32 is done. And we are in the Sweet 16 for both the men and the women. So quite a bit of basketball was played over the weekend. And you know, a lot of unexpected things. Some expected, some not. But a lot went on this weekend. And we got to touch on some of those things today and fill out a second-chance bracket. because I ours, definitely need it. Ours and everyone else's are are busted so without further ado bj yes true are you ready oh man i've been waiting for this since uh since my bracket got sunk on thursday last week let's let's get into it all right let's do it all right we're gonna start with the men's side of things second chance brackets uh on this side we've got the second chance bracket online on espn so we'll be able to share that screen with you uh, and show you this second chance bracket. Everybody else will just have to join. You'll just have to join our new second chance bracket group on ESPN. For those listening right now, go to the second chance challenge. And now you got to take. Well, I'll I'll get to that in a minute. I'll tell you what it all is. So we'll, we'll go into this this regular tournament challenge and just look at where our brackets stand uh, from the opening here. So let's let's do some sharing. Let's share this screen here, my lone screen, and we'll pop back over here. All right. So here's where I stand. I got a pretty good bracket to start off with. I mean, we're at 92% still, so looking good. But the rank is pretty rank, (laughs) if I do say so myself. Uh, Didn't do too bad in that first round. That second round was a bit tougher on me. Got some key teams that took some L's that I have, you know, advancing later. 
go ahead and take a look yeah. at what happened there. Let's take a look. All right. So we had things right here starting off. And then the third pick that we had from our our picks, BJ, I got that one wrong. UConn took the L. That hurt a bit, yeah, but not too. too much because I didn't have them making this point of the Sweet 16. So it didn't hurt very bad. Uh, everything mm-hmm. else hit. Arkansas victory. Notre Dame victory. Tech, Michigan State, Duke. Baylor won the first round, North Carolina, St. Mary's, UCLA, Texas, Purdue, Murray State, and then the the devastating (laughs) Kentucky lost to St. Peter's was the second one there. Then back over here on this top right side, guys, got the W, Arizona, TCU, Houston, Chattanooga upset didn't happen. They lost by one. They had two shots at the end to win it, and they just could not get either one to fall. Yeah. They didn't have that magic that got them there. They won off a buzzer beater to win their conference uh, championship. They didn't have it in the tournament. Then, you know, the luck pick backed up, got the Michigan upset, Tennessee, Ohio State. Bye-bye, Sister Jean. Number two, Villanova dub, Kansas dub, Creighton dub, and then Iowa let me down in round one, got beat by the Spiders. Then I got Providence, right? LSU went home in round one, and those Cyclones are still dancing to beat them right now. We'll get to those guys. And Colgate didn't upset. Had a little 3L streak here. USC didn't get past Miami and then finished off with an Auburn victory. Then, of course, y'all know about the upsets in the second round. Uh, Baylor went down. St. Mary's couldn't beat UCLA. Texas going home, couldn't get it done. Murray State beaten by St. Peter's, so a pair of upsets for St. Peter's. Uh, Tennessee got sent home by Michigan. We weren't expecting that one necessarily. And then, like I said, the Cyclones are still dancing, took down Wisconsin, and the Hurricanes still dancing as they beat down Auburn to get to the Sweet 16. And now, BJ, it is second chance bracket time. And now let's go. Yeah. Get a second chance bracket here. So, tournament challenge, second chance. Still got this shared screen. I'll come back and take a look at chat real quick. Okay, I'm back. All right. (laughs) Second chance bracket here. Here's kind of what the layout looks like. You know, still a bracket. Let's Mm -hmm. go to my groups, guys. Here's where you get plugged in with the lowdown. For your tournament challenge, second chance. Search the lowdown second try. That's T-H-A, the lowdown second try. Password is the low. Altogether, T, capital T, H-A, capital L, O-W, the low. And then join in. We've got a few in here already. My brother joined. Uh, another member of uh, the lead joined me, my buddy Mike. And we have someone who didn't make a name, but we've got a group nonetheless. Let's check out my bracket here. And then we'll get to BJ's, and he can he can join in as well. Yeah, I'm gonna do something different here, Drew. I'm gonna fill it out live in in front of everyone. There you go. All right, so you can see you kind of see what I got. I'll I'll, I'll move it to where you kind of can't see that there, but I got Gonzaga over Arkansas. Arkansas, you know, you know they're always fighting. You know, woo pig. Uh, my brother might pick the upset here, but uh, Gonzaga's got a size advantage. You know, Arkansas doesn't have a whole lot of size. Uh, 
you know, Chet's going to be a problem for them to stop. You know, they have J.D. Note, but, you know, Gonzaga, I think, has, you know, too much size, and they'll be able to get past Arkansas and move on to the Elite Eight. You know, Duke Duke is going to be going up against a Texas Tech th- team that, you know, that was just barely, you know, able to escape the last round. So they're not a team that has really hit their stride, it seems, to kind of have trouble with, you know, the team that they had in the previous round. So I think Duke's going to be able to take advantage of that. I had them winning anyway, uh, getting past Tech. So Duke versus Gonzaga Elite Eight rematch coming up on that side of things. Down here, North Carolina, UCLA, the magic is over for North Carolina, BJ. Uh, Give me the Bruins to get past the Tar Heels and make the Elite Eight once again. And BJ, St. Peter's is not done. They're going to put the smack in and get past Purdue and make the Elite Eight. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the St. Peter's star uh, just got him a, I believe it was a Buffalo Wild Wings NIL deal today. So <laughs> shouts out to him. And, you know, they're I, I love that that you can instantly go from not nobody knowing your name to having your own commercials now because of these NIL deals, because that's right. what we've been missing from some of these March Madness stars of old. Yeah. All right, next side of the bracket over here is Zona. They're going to keep dancing, get past the Cougs. I think that Michigan magic keeps rolling. And if, uh, if you know, a friend of mine now, Ray, uh, Daryl Reynolds, I should say, former Villanova national champion and player uh, with that team, if he heard this, he'd be disappointed in this answer right now. But <laughs> I think the Wolverines are going to get it done and move on to the Elite Eight. Kansas going to keep dancing, send Providence home. I don't think they should have even gotten this far, but they did. Uh, And Kansas is just going to put them away. And then I think the Cyclones keep dancing in a match of 11 versus 10. I think they've got enough defensively to get it done. You know, out of all the teams in the Big 12, uh, you know, aside from Kansas that I expected to be here, it wasn't going to be Iowa State, but they are here. And then, of course, Duke versus Gonzaga, Elite Eight. Give me Duke, Blue Devils. I need that magic to keep rolling. That's a that's a homer pick right there. Uh, <laughs> UCLA ends the St. Peter's magic and makes it to the Final Four. Zona ends the magic of Michigan and makes it to the Final Four. But the Cyclones keep dancing and send Kansas home and make it to a wow. Final Four as the 11 seed. Oh, my. That 11 seed in the Final Four look familiar, BJ? Yeah, last year it was that uh, UCLA squad that you've got yeah, back is. in the Final Four. I think I might have messed up saying that I didn't think another 11 seed was going to make it in a with it or quit it question. I, I've i come to a well, different conclusion here. Consi- considering that uh, uh, you had LSU beating uh, Iowa State in the first round, I can understand why you went with the, the quit it response last week. But – Things change in in the manner of in a matter of forty eight hours or so. Yes, they do. And as you can see, I got Duke advancing, Zona being where everyone predicted them to be, but not coming out on top. Duke Blue Devils go out in style for Coach K. Seventy three sixty eight. Duke Blue Devils take it home. All right. I like the I like the uh, some of the picks there, Drew. I really do. I think that it's going to be very interesting 
to watch. All right, let me shout out Nicholas in the chat. My boy Nick coming to hang out and Bearded, who's been in the chat before, BJ, happened to slide on his wife's account uh, today. Uh, apparently, a tornado hit his area Ooh, a block from his man. house a couple of days ago. So that was a scary situation. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of uh, storms in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, on Monday this week. Uh, tornado took out uh, some of the, uh, the Jacksboro High School and Elementary School. Uh, that's northwest of the Dallas-Fort Worth area up along in uh, just about bit, maybe about 30 miles or so south of the, uh, the Oklahoma border with Texas. Um, so it was an, it could have been some scary stuff. We saw like a lot of uh, very weird weather in in Texas as a whole, Drew, on Monday yeah. with, with Austin, Waco, College Station, just a lot of crazy stuff happening. Uh, yeah. Yes, so that indeed, BJ. We're, we're thankful that everybody is safe and that there were no uh, injuries or deaths or anything that uh, yeah, were reported. Yeah, especially this storms. guy here. I know this guy personally, so Absolutely. don't be getting hurt out there, Colton. All right? Absolutely. Okay, I am, let's see, make sure I did this right. Uh, if I did this right, you should see an empty second chance bracket on my screen. Do you, Drew? That is, that is correct. That is what All we right, see. Perfect. So, since I'm going to fill this out live, you're going to get to hear me ration out my thought process. Okay. Drew, without going too far in depth, I don't expect chalk. I think that at least one one seed is going to uh, fall short uh, of the Elite Eight, that of the three that are remaining. Okay. And, I, and if I had to guess which one, I was going to say Providence, yeah. I okay. think Kansas is is the the Ooh. team that goes down. I I obviously Providence. Uh, um, yes, I and I'll tell you why, Drew. This is a Providence team that is playing a whole lot better. What they did to Richmond in the uh, round of thirty two, I was very impressed with them. And and considering that I didn't have them advancing past Iowa, I think they got a favorable draw with with Richmond. I think that uh, Iowa, the way that they shot the ball. Uh, was supposed to be a good matchup for them, but uh, when the shots don't fall, you can't win. So Providence, I think they're playing really good basketball right now. They've been battle-tested in the close games. They're experienced. And I think that – I just think that Kansas is going to be the team out of all these one seats that's going to fall before they get to the Elite Eight. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas makes it a competitive game uh, or if Houston – I mean, Houston was a Final Four team last year. These one seeds, I mean, this is where the, you know, the teams that are really championship contenders have to start stepping up. You saw Arizona struggle on Sunday night and to put away a feisty TCU Horn Frog team yeah. in overtime. Yeah, they really As should you have. Know. Yeah, I, I, oh, I know, Drew. I, I was watching live. You could see it on my on my Twitch page. Uh, just the heartbreak, <laughs> the heartbreak. Yeah, make, make sure y'all drop a follow on Be Wildcat too. Yeah, I got I got into the Twitch game a little bit late, so they they didn't want me to to use my actual name. So that's what I am over on Twitch. We might need to make that your Twitter now, just so it all syncs up. Like Be Wildcat, Be Wildcat. Uh, I don't know. No, I, okay, okay. No, I don't know. I, I'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll figure it out at some point. We'll, we'll get you branded, yo. We'll yeah, we'll, branded. 
I got, you know, I need to have a couple different brands as, as a part of my unique personality. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Arizona was, uh, you know, had some struggles. Gonzaga, they have not put a team away in the first two rounds until past the 30 minute mark. They, they hung yeah. close with Georgia state. They hung tough with Memphis really uh, wasn't messing around. Both uh, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kansas all had trouble putting away the their respective nine seats that they played in the round of 32. And that's what I think is going to be where I think somebody's going to get them because, you know, you can't play that way for 30 minutes against these, these seeds, these Providence, Arkansas, Houston teams and expect to, to be able to win the game late. If Arizona shoots as poorly as they did from the majority of that game against TCU, Houston could easily beat them. If, if yeah. Arkansas, I think the the key for Arkansas, Drew, and you might be surprised to hear me say this, mm-hmm. if Arkansas wins against Gonzaga, it's because J.D. Note had an off night and everybody else stepped up. I think the key for Arkansas is not to have J.D. Note go off. I think if he struggles, everybody else steps up, and that's how they pull off the win. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't think he's had the best tournament so far either. No. So. I mean, I think that's why they've been, you know, winning so far because everybody else has had to had to pick up the slack or they they wouldn't get past, you know, the matchups that they've had. And, you know, he is the outlier. He's been the leader for their team. But, you know, he doesn't necessarily make his teammates better. You know, he's a good player, but he doesn't make them better. You know, Absolutely. he has to be off and be forcing himself to kind of distribute more because he's off to get them going. So. You know, it just it'll it'll depend. You know, we'll just have to see what version of Arkansas we get. And you know, this they're they they're still gonna have trouble size wise. Uh, so I mean, it it'll be a tough uh, you know, win for Arkansas. But I think if you know if they win here, I think you know, I don't think they can get past Duke. It's it's certainly it certainly remains to be seen. Uh, I I I really we really very easily could see all the one seeds go down. That being said, I think it's going to be just Kansas. I've got Gonzaga and Arizona uh, pulling out victories in their respective matches. And who will they face? Let's start in the South. Uh, oh man! Wait, did because you, you didn't do the East. You didn't do one East winner yet. I have not done the East. I'm going to save that for last. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start yeah. in the South. Here's the thing: Villanova does not have depth, and that's kind of worrisome to me. That's what I thought was going to end their luck if they played Loyola Chicago, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, despite being the 11 seed, is is certainly not the team that uh, is what you would normally see in an 11 seed. Michigan may be inconsistent this year and, and have alternating wins or losses. But the way they played against Tennessee, it gives me some confidence that they can pull off the victory over Villanova and make it back to the elite eight. Um, the Michigan came up close to the final four last year. They had a shot at the buzzer that did not uh, go in against UCLA and they're going to get another chance in the elite eight uh, to try to make it back to the final four. I'm going to take Michigan to take down Villanova similar to you, Drew. I just, I think Villanova's lap lack of depth is what's going to hurt him at the end of the day, especially if, if they're not able to get uh, some big shots from Colin Gillespie. Uh, on the west side of things, uh, I initially said Texas Tech over Duke. Duke is still playing good. Texas Tech 
had to put away a, a pestery Notre Dame squad uh, late. And that doesn't scare me off from picking them. I think talent-wise, Duke should win. But I just I don't know if they if they make the shots at the end of the day. So I'm going to stick with what I had originally. I'm going to say Gonzaga and Texas Tech in the Elite Eight over here in the West region. Um, one of the few chances that I actually have with my uh, first bracket to get some points. All right, now the Midwest, who does Providence face off with in the Elite Eight? Give me the Cyclones. I love what the Cyclones have done this year. I think that they are going to be the story of the tournament. I don't know necessarily if they have the the wherewithal, not the wherewithal, but the you know the ability to get past this Providence team. But Iowa State had two wins last year all season, went winless in Big 12 play. And I think at the end of their matchup on Friday night, they're going to find themselves in the Elite Eight, and, and they're going to be the talk of the tournament. So I'm going to take Wait. Providence and Iowa State. Good good pick there. I like the right side, but what you did up there at the left with that tech group there. I oh, I know. Ah, you had to put it. Well, hey, hey, I, I gotta be. I gotta be a little bit different if I want to win this time around, Drew. Yeah, fair. So. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, now we we're gonna go down to the East bracket now. Okay. All right. Um, let's start down here with this three fifteen matchup because this one. This one is really intriguing to me because on one hand, you've got a team that has not been talked about nearly enough, in my opinion, a team that's been battle tested in the, the Purdue makers. They got past Texas. They were able to, to fight their way to a victory in that game. Uh, Purdue has been a top consistent team all year long. And, you know, at the end of the day, you've got, the the team that probably should win and you've got the Cinderella team that wasn't supposed to get this far but drew you know i'm a peacock you gotta let me fly man oh buddy no i in all seriousness i'm gonna take purdue i i just oh, think that man. i think the the boilermaker size the the way that they i mean they've got that uh big man in the paint i can't remember his name he's seven one I think that they, it's it's going to be similar to what you saw with Arizona TCU, where they get it inside. Uh, Arizona's got Cocolo, Purdue's got uh, that the, their their big man, and I just don't think St. Peter's is going to be able to uh, have the size to defend him. And 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 yeah. and so yeah. at the end of the day, I'm hoping that St. Peter's keeps it close, but I think this is where the the glass slipper. Uh, Glass slipper falls off and the clock strikes midnight for for St. Peter's. So right, I'm going to take much, Purdue. Not as much magic as I was having in mind. Yeah, I know. I I mean, we were close last year. Oral Roberts was really close. I think it was a buzzer beater by Arkansas that sent out uh, Oral Roberts in the the Sweet 16 last year. So I'm hoping that Purdue uh, doesn't overlook St. Peter's. They play a good game. But at the end of the day, I just think that Purdue size is, is just going to be a bit too much. On the other th- side of things, North Carolina, UCLA, this game is really intriguing to me as well. Uh, obviously, you, when you have two blue bloods of the sport going head to head, it's, it's going to be fascinating. This North Carolina team, they nearly choked it away. They had a 25-point lead with like 10 minutes to go, and Baylor came back and sent the game in overtime nearly 
pulled off the improbable comeback, the all-time great comeback that would have been. Um, and and I, you got to look at possibly when uh, when they had the flagrant two on on uh, Brady Manic as what was the difference maker there and what allowed Baylor to start making the comeback. But that really opened my eyes to how how much North Carolina relies on their starting five, how, how, how they have also have the lack of depth, just like Villanova. And so I just don't think that even with North Carolina's starting five playing all 40 minutes, that it's going to be enough to, to take out UCLA at the end of the day. So I think that the, all the ACC teams, the ACC is a little bit weaker this year, but three teams made it to the sweet 16 and I think all three get knocked out before the Elite Eight. So that's what my Elite Eight looks like, Drew. Uh, which one would you like me to start off and send a team to the Final Four in? Do you it care? It doesn't matter to me. All right. I will start. We'll go from left to right and down around. So we'll start in the West. Gonzaga and Texas Tech. I'm not going to change my mind on this one. I still think Gonzaga is is a really good team. They're going to be tough to beat, and I think that um, Texas Tech is going to come close, but not close enough. I just don't think Tech is going to be able to stop Chet Holmgren and the dogs from getting to the Final Four. So I'm going to take Gonzaga in the West. Down South, Arizona, Michigan. I like what Joan Howard has done for Michigan. I think he's going to have them as, as consistent as they've been. They're one of the few teams – Drew that have won and made it this far every year that Jawan Howard's been uh, their head coach. So going back to 2019, they made it to the Sweet 16. The last two years, uh, if if my bracket holds true, they would have made it to the Elite Eight. I think they're just going to come up short just a bit again. I just think Arizona is so good. Uh, it just depends for me if Arizona can get shots to fall. They had to rely on on Cocolo uh, and and um, Matheson to make shots against TCU on Sunday. And if they are not able to distribute the ball and, and cause they're not going to get career nights from Matheson and, and Cocolo every time out, they're going to have to do some more scoring besides those two guys in order to beat not just Michigan, but also Houston to even get to this far. So I'm going to take the Wildcats. This one intrigues me because you've got, Probably the Cinderella story of the tournament in this Iowa State squad, and you've got Providence that has been in so many close games, Drew, this year, and they've got the experience necessary to make it to the Final Four. So I'm going to believe in Ed Cooley's squad. I'm going to take Providence to match up with Arizona in New Orleans on the right side of the bracket. And on the left side, I had Purdue and Gonzaga. I'm not going to change my mind on that one just yet. So um, the way that these two teams are playing, Drew, Gonzaga and Purdue, Purdue takes care of business, and they take out Gonzaga in the oh final four. God. So I, the... I think Gonzaga comes up short just again. You are um, on some real ish putting Purdue in the chip. I don't wow. think I am. I don't think I am, though, Drew. I really You're don't think I am. That's... Purdue, Purdue's been a top 10 team all year, and nobody's talking about them as a three seed. But uh, on the other side of things, this is where the run comes to an end for Providence. I think Arizona is just too good, and that's where Arizona 
takes up Purdue, and they are going to be your Nash champions. So I'm going to go ahead and, and stop sharing my screen, and I'm going to join the, uh, the lowdown second chance. Woo! Uh... Woo! As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Those college basketball fans out there, they can join in on that action too on the court during the biggest tournament of the year, BJ. March right. Madness with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can turn your team's wins into your own wins. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's pretty simple. Uh, if they win, you win. Yeah, that's right, Drew. Don't worry if sports books aren't available in your state yet. You can still join in all the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free these pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. All you have to do, Drew, is just join a pool and answer questions like, who's going to make it to the Elite Eight? Or who will make the most three-pointers, for instance. And then DraftKings Pools will track your results. And if you are right more often than the rest of the competition, you win. It's just that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, Drew, let's go ahead. I've got a rudimentary bracket here in front of me. You might not be able to read my handwriting, but this is what it looks like on the women's side of things. So we're going to fill out our women's brackets right now, a second chance for redemption because Drew, I had Baylor in my final four and they're out now. And that, that hurts. That really hurt me. But, yeah, but I gotta give gotta give props to to South Dakota, the Coyotes, to to make it this far. But that that one that one stung a little bit. I will say it was definitely not an expected victory at all. Uh, yeah. So we got some interesting things coming up. You want to go first, Beach? All right, I will, Drew. I'm gonna start up here, top left. We got. Uh, I'm going to have to remember the uh, the names of the regions. I believe this is the Bridgeport region up here in the top left. Uh, this is a matchup between South Carolina and North Carolina on the women's side of things. It's the one versus the five. And, Drew, I still just don't buy into North Carolina. I know what they did against Arizona, and it was really impressive in the Greensboro region. But I, I think South Carolina, they're – so good that it's going to be they're, – they're the team to beat for a reason, in my opinion. And so I, I've got South Carolina uh, in Greensboro taking out North Carolina in what should be a very interesting atmosphere. So I'm going to take the Gamecocks uh, still to, to make it into the Elite Eight. And who will they face in the bracket? It will be either Iowa State or Creighton. Kind of upset that Creighton robbed us of the Iowa Iowa State matchup to for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. This one, this one, I keep going back and forth on because Creighton has the talent to pull off another big time upset here. 
at the end of the day, I think Iowa State gets it done. And I feel like I'm going a little bit chalky, but it's it's tough when you've got teams that are this good to to pick against them. So I'm I'm gonna take Iowa State. And so it'll be South Carolina versus Iowa State in the Elite Eight. I'm gonna shift gears and I'm gonna go over to the right side. We're gonna go now. This bracket, this region, I should say, is going to be the Spokane region as Stanford takes on Maryland in the Sweet 16. Stanford, the defending national champs, is going to get a good test from Maryland, but the defending champs will try to defend their crown and they will move on to get a rematch with the Texas Longhorns. I think, Drew, that uh, Ohio State has, has, has done a remarkable job to get to this point. But I just think Texas is is still one of the teams to beat, especially in the Spokane region. And I'm excited to see if if Stanford can take down Texas in the rematch. I like what you're doing. Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go down to the Bridgeport region now, and then we'll go back over to the Wichita region. In the Bridgeport region, NC State is still alive, and Notre Dame, this is one of the few regions where I got all four of the Sweet 16 teams, right? So I'm going to keep it going with what I had. So that would be a matchup between NC State and UConn in the Elite Eight. Uh, I still think they're they're the two best teams. And I, I think uh, you got, you know, Connecticut, they were tested and I, I expected them to be tested, but they were able to survive a, a, a tough test with Central Florida to make it to this point. So I'm going to take uh, UConn over Indiana in what should be a really good basketball game. On the other side of things, we'll go over to Wichita. Louisville is taking on Tennessee, and this is where the run ends for the Volunteers. I'm going to take Louisville to make it back to the Elite Eight. And here we go with our last Cinderella team, the South Dakota Coyotes taking on Michigan. I'm, I'm a big believer in, in what this Michigan team has done. I think if they had matched up with Baylor, this is where their luck would run out. But, Drew, Michigan to the Elite Eight in both the men's and the women's side of things. Give me the Wolverines. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you my final four teams. Sticking with South Carolina for a reason. They're the best team in women's basketball this year, and I just cannot pick against them to make the final four. I still think Stanford uh, gets their revenge on Texas. The defending champs are back in the final four. I'm still going to stick with UConn out of the Bridgeport region. I think they are on a run here that uh, uh, with Paige Buchers, they have been a different team and I think they get back to the final four and in the Wichita region drew this is where I change up a little bit. I'm going to take Michigan to be the Big Ten representative in the Final Four. Give me the Wolverines. Uh, in my Final Four, South Carolina squares off with Michigan, and South Carolina goes to play for the national championship against – I'm going to change it up here. I'm going with UConn. Wow. I had the defending champs making it to the championship game but I think that at the end of the day, it's going to be South Carolina and Coach Staley getting their first national championship against wow. Coach Gino, and and they're going to have to go through the best to, in order to get it. So I'm going to take South Carolina 
to beat Connecticut, and they win the national championship. Do you have a score? I will in just a moment. I'm I'm just writing my pick down here. All right, national champs. And I've got the score being 64-62. Okay, nail-biter. All right, that's not... All right. It's not. It's not focusing. Did it not focus? No, it didn't have it on the score where you put it, but it's okay. I believe you. There you go. Got it now. All right. Oh, move okay. it. All right. Oh, all right. All right. Good. All right. Okay. Well, all right. Bracket there, BJ. Well, let's let's see what I put together. I've changed uh, my mind a couple times, Drew, but I think that's what I'm gonna have to go with. All right, looking at your big paper, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking at a bracket, I'm not bouncing around like BJ. I'm going left down, right down. That's what we're doing here. All right. Top left, South Carolina, North Carolina. South Carolina, they didn't come this far to go home in the Sweet 16. Elite eight bound, they will be. They've got too much. Aaliyah Boston hasn't even gotten into rhythm really yet in this tournament so far. Uh, Even though she's still getting double-doubles, she could be playing a lot better. And I think she will. All right. Next up, oh, uh, Iowa State versus Creighton. Creighton, I didn't think was going to get this far, which, I mean, they've got a good enough team. They've got talent. They've got Seacrest. Uh, and, you know, I just I just thought Iowa was going to be able to shoot him out. But Clark had a tough day. You know, Clark having a tough day equals Iowa losing. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think Creighton's got enough to keep on, keep on fighting, keep on shooting, get past Iowa State, take down both teams in Iowa on their way to the Elite Eight. I and like the pick. A, I like the a, pick. And we have a South Carolina Creighton matchup. Not as chalky as BJ's at the top there, but we got we got some spice early. All right, moving down, Louisville and Tennessee, number one versus number four. Uh, I'm with BJ here. The Volunteers are done after they play Louisville. Louisville uh, going to have just a little bit too much. I think that will be a close game, though. Um, but I think they'll get past the, the Lady Vols here and move on to the Elite Eight. Uh, number three, Michigan versus number 10, South Dakota. South Dakota, you shouldn't even be here. Michigan's <laughs> going to show you why, and Nas Hillman and company are going to dominate and show why she is going to be a top four pick. Well, All you're right. saying that makes me think I should change it to South Dakota because they're going to fight back and, and take your your words as inspiration. Well, just wait until, wait until you see how the rest of the bracket goes. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, we're going right side now. Stanford at the top corner here, number one versus number four, Maryland. Uh, defending champs, you know, they didn't come this far to lose either. Going to go ahead and pin them in for an elite ba- elite eight-bound matchup with the Texas Longhorns, okay. of course. Texas versus Stanford rematch coming from earlier this season when Texas put it on them earlier in the year and handed them a dub early or handed them an L early in the season. It's going to have that matchup in the elite eight. Going to be a really good one. Looking forward to that. All right. Oh yeah. Number one, number one, NC state versus number five, Notre Dame. BJ, I did not think Notre Dame was going to be this hot at this point in the tournament. I had them getting here, but they're playing really, really good basketball. They put up a hundred piece in the round of 32. Like that's probably the most separation out of everybody that's in this round right now. In yeah. The game. Yeah. That was just remarkable to see from, from them. I don't think they cool off just yet. BJ, they upset NC state. Woo! 
and okay. move on to the okay. Elite Eight. Fighting Irish, keep fighting. I just worry. I worry about if they put up too much, and they're going to face a very talented defense in NC State. They are facing a very talented defense, but I mean, the magic is there. I mean, they've got the another Mabry sister that is just scorching out there. I mean, they they're rolling, and they've got a coach that that has been there, and uh, can help them get there. So, absolutely. Uh, all right, last matchup in this bottom corner. Hoosiers versus UConn, three versus two. It was very just as easily nearly a uh, 11-7 matchup, though. Princeton and and UCF played both of these teams really tough. Oh, buddy. This is uh, is a last-second decision, but I'm changing my mind on my original go here. Okay. UConn. All right. Goes home. Oh. Oh, didn't see that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, I thought you had Indiana initially, and then you changed your mind. And so that's you, – you You did a – pull a sneaky on me. You did a double take. <laughs> I got you, Indiana. Wow. A pair of upsets in that region to get to the Elite Eight. Woo. Okay. The spicy All Elite right. Eight. All right. Very let's go back spicy. to this top corner up here. South Carolina versus Creighton. Creighton, it was fun while it lasted, but South Carolina Gamecocks are on a mission, and they're not stopping in the Elite Eight. Don Staley and company looking for the second championship in South Carolina's history as they move on to the Final Four. There there are some people out there that are buying high on this Creighton team and, and have them going past South Carolina. So hey, they've, right. got the, they've got the talent to do so. It's just I think South Carolina is just going to be too much at the end of the day. Yep, I think they start to catch rhythm and really get it going. All right, bottom corner over here, Louisville and Michigan. You know, BJ, I think Louisville has been, you know, regardless of how the, you know, I just did the upset with Notre Dame over NC State, which, you know, that's just me picking that. But I think Louisville's been the weakest number one seed in this tournament, and it's time for them mm-hmm. to go home. Nas, yeah. Hillman, and company sending Louisville home. Michigan yeah. to the Final Four. Yeah, I, I had the argument that, that had Baylor won the Big 12, they would have been the one seed in this region. I had Baylor getting to the Final Four over Louisville. I, I still think that Michigan's got the talent to knock them off too. Mm-hmm. All right, top right corner back over here, the Stanford-Texas rematch. You know, BJ, a lot of people when it comes down to this matchup, they're taking the defending champs to move on, but I'm not that person. I think Texas still has their number. They're going to remember how they beat them and know that they've adjusted and adjusted those adjustments and make the final <laughs> four, BJ. All right. Give me the long one. They are good enough to do so, Drew. This is yes, going to be uh, probably an all-time classic matchup, I feel like. And their head coach now – you know, well, before we make these brackets, you know, where they're at with the Sweet 16. Six straight years making the Sweet 16. And this team, even though last year's team had the number one overall pick in Charlie Collier, this team is much better all around, and they have what it takes to make it that far. Yeah, they, they developed more pieces as opposed to having to rely on just, just Charlie last year. Well, and it wasn't that they were just relying on her, but when you've got when you've got somebody that's uh, you know the number one pick, it's tough not to feel like she's she's doing a whole lot of the the uh, the, the scoring and, and the biggest part of the team. 
All right, last one in the bottom right corner. Notre Dame versus Indiana. Pair of upsets to get here. And another upset is happening. Notre Dame okay. is torching their way to the Enrique. Four. She's no going to be happy to hear that. I, no, that's what I was saying. She's yeah. going to be happy to hear that. No, Enrique, but they can make it without her. Notre Dame, final okay. four bound. All right. Okay, and then it then it gets real. Now we're going to get back to reality here on this one, BJ. South Carolina, Michigan, that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. But South Carolina's got too much. It's, They're itching it's... for another championship. No one's going to stop Staley. them up to mm -hmm. this point. South Carolina to the championship game. All right. And then on the other side of the bracket, ladies and gentlemen, Longhorns versus Fighting Irish. Longhorns and Schaefer came this far just to move on to the championship and beat the Fighting Irish. I have South Carolina versus Texas in All the right. championship. Okay. And huh, this is tough, BJ. And I, I really wanted to, to be that guy in this, but... South Carolina is going to take it home. They got too much talent, Drew. They've got too much talent, and they should win. They're going right. to win by a score of 55 to 50. Okay. Official All right. Bracketology Official. here. Yeah. Look, Look at, at that. that. Look at that. In, fa in fact, let's do this. Maybe make it a little bit easier. There we there go. You go. There That's you what go. we should have done. That's what we should have done. <laughs> all right. All right. All there right. All go. right. All right. Okay. Well, those are our selections and our second chance brackets on the men's and the women's side. We'll see how it goes. I will keep this documentation to see if it if it does better than what my actual bracket has, which probably it probably will, to be honest, by a lot. But uh, well, those are those I didn't brackets. Go, I, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't go too lot too lot of uh, different with at least going getting to the final four. So I'm hoping that what I had in my original bracket is kind of similar. And if you guys want to join, remember search the lowdown second try on the second chance brackets. Password is the low capital T H A capital L O W. And don't forget next week to join us when we have our lowdown third try when it's just going to be the final four on both sides and we're going to need another try at it. <laughs> we're probably going to need another try at it, but I hope, I hope I don't. I hope not either. I think, you know, at least three out of four of those are realistic, but we'll see how so it goes. Too, yeah. We will see how it goes. Now to shift gears, talking some NBA now, going from college to pros and just sticking with the men's side this time. Uh, as they wind down the NBA season, BJ, they're about yeah. 72 games or so in. Everybody is 71, mm -hmm. 72, something like that. They've got 9 to 10 to 11 games left. And very yeah. few things are going to change in this last stretch. But, I mean, mm -hmm. well, when I say very few, like very few scenario, well, very, okay. <laughs> there's going to be more than very few. I take it back. There's, I mean, so many teams are so close. You look at the top five, actually really, honestly, seven top the seven East. seeds 
in oh, the yeah. East. It can shuffle. I mean, uh, the two, three, four are separated by a half a game. Bucks two games behind for for the uh, for the lead in the conference. Two and a half. Seventy Sixers and Celtics. Five for the Bulls. Six for the Cavs. Seven for the Raps. So that can be a complete shuffle. I mean, like Raptors could go hot and somehow magically be the two seed or something, or even, I mean, in the very least, they have a realistic possibility of being the five, but, you know, there's a lot of possibilities over there, and even at the play-in portion, it gets really interesting, too, Nets, Hornets, Hawks, and then possibly either Wizards or Knicks uh, and Pacers, who are all, I mean, Pacers might be out of it, but... Yeah, the Pacers have been eliminated, Drew. Wizards, Knicks, and Hawks for matchup purposes, um, and things like that, um, to try and make that those last couple of spots where the Hornets and Hawks currently are at nine and 10 nets are going to be playing, you know, in some way, shape, form or fashion. So we ain't got to worry about them. And then you look at the West side, BJ, the most interesting part of it is the three, four, five, six, frankly, three, four, five, yeah. six, as oh, a matter yeah. of fact, Warriors, jazz, Mavs, nuggets, all within four and a half games, uh, you know, from Warriors to Nuggets, three seed to six. That's how close they are. Uh, you know, a lot of shuffling up there. And, you know, a little bit of possibility for shuffle to see who's going to play in the play-in tournament. Um, you know, the Wolves are locked in at the seven. Nobody's going to take that from them. But at the eight, nine, ten is in question. You know, yeah, uh, Clippers Drew, might be secure, though. Um, but Lakers, Pelicans at nine, ten is not guaranteed. Spurs could jump up. Trailblazers maybe, but... Uh, you know, some possibilities, definitely seeding is what the question mark is right now. BJ. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me that the Kings are still alive. They're only five and a half back of New Orleans right now for that 10th spot. Um, L.A., the Lakers are not even in safe territory yet. They're the nine right now, but only have a game lead on New Orleans. Uh, they're three games up on San Antonio. It's, it's going to be tough for for, you know, Sacramento or Portland or San Antonio to hop in there, but it's not out of the realm. You saw teams get hot uh, in the bubble a couple years ago and, and late in the season. If, if somebody's playing their best basketball um, at this time of year, then you could certainly see uh, a, a run into the playoffs, especially with it being uh, with them adding the, the playing tournament that, uh, you know, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility for, for the three teams that are outside of it right now, uh, but not in, you know, it's, it's unlikely, but not out of the realm of possibility. One thing is also not out of the realm of possibility, BJ. It's for those Clippers to get back Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, both going into the playoffs. And, you know, yeah. if it, if it goes to where, you know, stuff is looking at right now, that's Lakers versus Clippers. And I don't think LeBron and company want that. Uh, I mean, though it won't. I mean, it won't be a fully conditioned Kawhi. And, Why would, it, wouldn't it be uh, Clippers at Timberwolves to determine who plays Memphis? Is it seven versus nine, or is it? Eight I thought it was. Nine? I thought it was seven, eight, and nine, ten, and then whoever wins the nine, ten. Uh, uh, gets to play the loser of seven eight oh. for the eight seed. Well, I honestly don't remember. I don't even like to play in tournament. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it, but it does, you know, give more teams reasons not to tank, and that Fair. may be why they keep it around. Well, even if it's not the Lakers' problem, it's going to be somebody's problem, and yeah. that's not a problem you want. Um, yeah, this, it was this, a, 
especially with a Clippers team that has been feisty without them for months. Yeah. This, uh, this, this, if, if this Clippers team gets Kawhi and Paul George back and they play, they're going to either play Memphis or Phoenix. If they, they get into the, the round, the, the field of uh, 16 between the, the two conferences, uh, they have the talent with those two guys back to make a deep run. They, they could genuinely pull off the first round. If upset. you're Kawhi Leonard, do you come back? And in our and try to win another championship, I think so. What if Paul George can't come back and his elbow's too messed up? He can't play this season. But I think Kawhi Ka- is ready. If if Kawhi can, Kawhi can definitely lead that team and and maybe not go as far as if they had both those guys back. But so Kawhi on Kawhi on his own ship or bust. Like if you got Kawhi, he's like. You know, are you going to play just to win one series and then, you know, sit Kawhi down when you could arrest him? Well, how many more years do they have him under contract? Because well, how I mean, long is that window open? Extension. Yeah. So, but how, so how the length of the window is my question. Oh, you, I want to th- say a couple of years maybe. So you've got Kawhi for a couple of years, but uh, they don't have George locked up long term, do they? Um, I think can't he's, answer that. He, yeah, I was going to say, um, if you could – if you can get one in that span, I think you you know, why why else would would Kawhi you know, uh, continue to rest and then just to come back full strength? It, it, you're gonna have a long off season, even if you play you know a couple games, uh, a couple series at at most. You're gonna have a long off season to try to recover. I think, I, they, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I think they should only come back if both are coming back. If only one if only one can then I don't think either one of them should because they wouldn't win a championship with just one. They need both. You know, I mean, like yeah. they might make it with some magical run to get mm-hmm. to the game, but they would lose to whatever East team they were playing. Yeah. So I just think it wouldn't be worth it to put him out there uh, and risk possible injury uh, when you could have a fully healthy 100% Kawhi and Paul George by the next season and really run for something. Uh, another team that you were, we want, I wanted to ask you about, Drew, um, how, where, where are the nets going to end up? I think they're safely in the, the, in the, uh, the play in tournament, but they're not necessarily going to stay at eight because drew three games, the, the game, the, the nets are going to have three games, the remaining, uh, eight that they have with, uh, both Durant and, and Kyrie. Because they play five of their eight either at home. They've got one at Madison Square Garden, and Kyrie wouldn't be able to play there anyway. Well, you know, the fact that, you know, the Celtics and Raptors are surging like they are, I think it's I, – I don't think the Nets can catch up. So I think they might mm-hmm. enter the playoffs or the play-in as an eight seed. And, I mean, it's just going to be what it is. They won't lose. I mean, they'll, they'll yeah. be a playoff team. Um but uh, if, if let, let me ask you this: If you're Brooklyn, do you almost try to go into that nine or ten spot and make sure you're playing both games, potentially playing in Charlotte and Atlanta, so you'd have both Durant and Kyrie for those games? I don't think he'd be allowed to play in Toronto. But if they if Toronto wins uh, and Brooklyn wins that nine ten uh, as the road team, potentially. Uh, then they'd be on the road against the loser of either Charlotte or Atlanta, uh, with, with whoever lost to Toronto, and they would be able to, in theory, have them both. It almost seems like it would be better for that in that scenario. So you have both those guys. 
I feel like it's a part of their plan, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, the injury to Kevin Durant wasn't, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's not exactly how they planned it, but now that they're in this position, it's ultimately favorable for them in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you know, there's still the possibility that that ban could be lifted and Kyrie could play all games. So, yeah, I mean... I, I just, from what I'm seeing, Drew, they're, you know, the New York City is not going to it's not to, trending in the right direction yeah they're 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 gonna take their time with it it's it's going i think it's trending towards it's going to happen the the question okay. is is it going to happen before playoffs or before it's not just an issue with the with basketball uh you know there's apparently the mets and the yankees now that baseball has finally returned thank you um they, they've got some issues with the mets and the yankees having some players that uh, would not be allowed to play in home games as well. So it's a couple uh, of weeks away from opening day, yeah. It is, yeah. Well, actually, it might. Yeah, a little maybe. It, it's two it's and a the, half almost. It, yeah, it's about two and a half weeks away now. A little close. Well, maybe. Okay, I might go closer to two weeks exactly. But I um, I don't think they get anything. Uh, I I think you're looking probably the earliest timetable that they might lift this is beginning of may around like just as the, the summer Ooh. months start to come in because i don't I, know I, the, it's it just depends like they they go off of what the the case numbers are and everything like that and yeah. you know it's it's been promising it's been encouraging but they're taking it very slowly and i just can't see it being any quicker than that well bj i tell you what i think they get this thing done in close to a month from now okay and you know, here, here's why, because right. baseball is going to start on April 7th mm -hmm. and the Nets will have two more games after that point that mm -hmm. are regular season games. That's it. Yeah. There's two more games. Yeah. So baseball will already be encountering the problem and will probably be complaining about it. And so, you know, the urgency to get it done will heighten once baseball begins. So, you know, they were already, you know, you know, Kyrie, like this situation, and now that baseball players are going to run into it too, Kyrie plus baseball players like, oh, I want to play, blah, 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 let's get it all done. Then Kyrie can play in the playoffs for them, and then they can try and have successful baseball seasons for both the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, so I, I think it gets done. I don't think it gets done before the NBA playoffs necessarily, so not during the regular season, mm -hmm. um, whether it be right after or right as the play-in slash playoffs start. I think that's when it happens. Yeah, but I mean, if you're you're you know the Nets, it's almost favorable even if they don't that you get would get the majority of your games on the road. I mean, you might have to just be the road warriors and win every game on the road, mm -hmm. and and see if you can make a deep run that way. But I I mean, you know, it just the at the end of the day, Drew, it it could be what costs the Nets a chance at the championship. You know, yeah. not not having Kyrie available, but. I mean, they, you can't control what, you know, politicians do, I guess. What if it goes sideways, they don't approve it, and then Kyrie's like, all right, give it to me. I think he is kind of already – that. I think that yeah, ship has sailed. I don't yeah. I don't think he's going to. Uh, it just it, They're so hot, and it could, it, it could just – like they could get hot at any moment and just run through the playoffs, man. Cause, oh, yeah. I mean, nobody can guard KD. When Kyrie's going, nobody can guard Kyrie, and then – I mean, they've got a host of players that they they can they can they can get this team if they have Kyrie, they can at least make the conference championship. I think mm -hmm. that's 
for sure. I think they can do that. They should have made it last year if Durant's toe wasn't on the three-point line. I was listening to that on the radio on the way back, and I was just like, ugh. No, I'll tell you, tell you what, if if Brooklyn ends up in the seven, that could be fun. Potentially if they, they pull off an upset of Milwaukee, they could get a shot at the Sixers with a chance at the conference finals on the line. I don't think, man, I'll tell you what, for Brooklyn's route, I think they want to have the easiest route as possible. And And you think they, they would want to go up against like a Miami maybe? I don't think you want to play. Okay, so if you don't have Kyrie, you don't want to play Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. If you have Kyrie, I want that matchup. <laughs> I want Bucks Nets. If you if they don't know, um, yeah, I think they can. I don't. I don't. I don't want. I don't want them to play the Heat until the conference championship. Uh, so that would mean they basically need to get the seven then, because that way you'd have four games in Milwaukee as opposed to three in New York as the two seven. Yeah, um, I don't know what. I'm not, I'm I'm actually more scared of the Bucks than the Heat, but mm-hmm. uh, with Kyrie, I think they just have it in them to want to prove that they could have gotten past the Bucks last year. So yeah. that would be such a beautiful conference finals, um, man. But I, I think they could get past the 76ers because um, I mean, who's going to guard Durant unless you stick Matisse on him whole time? Then who's going to guard yeah. Harden? Yeah, I mean, but they don't have Harden. Yeah. What, 76ers? Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Nets, sorry. Because uh, you said who's uh, going to guard Durant, and then you said who's going to guard Harden. Oh, sorry, I said that. I said that wrong. Um, yeah. Sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, Celtics, too. I, but, I mean, the Bulls are playing like poo right now. Anybody can beat them in a playoff game. Uh, Cavaliers has kind of tailed off from how hot they were earlier in the season. They've dropped some of their home, home games and stuff uh, in this back half. But – uh, yeah. Nets, but Nets, Bucks is what I want in the conference finals, and I hope the Nets are fully healthy. Um, but you know the Bucks, you know they they they've got everyone now. Everyone is there. Well, yeah. Chris is out right now temporarily, but you know Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez is back. Drew Holiday healthy. You know they haven't lost Bobby Portis or anybody key glue guy like that. Giannis is fine. They're they're good. They're good right now. Yeah. They're, yeah. Last last but, question before we move into with it or quit it. Where yeah. do you see the Mavs ending uh, seed wise? They're a game back of Utah. They're only three back of Golden State for a three seed. But you got to look. Maybe you think you want to stay in that four or five range and get Utah potentially uh, at the four at home. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. I think the Warriors are going to plummet. They've already been playing bad without Steph, and you're not going to get Steph back for another week or two, mm-hmm. probably two weeks. And that's, you know, maybe a few games left in the season. So I think they're going to slump them well, themselves down to the five or six. And I'm hoping the shuffle is favorable in the way that it's Jazz at three, Mavs at four, Warriors at five, Nuggets at six. Okay. So we have Mavs versus Warriors. Warriors. And Mavs be the home seed. And we win – because we're playing a possibly hobbled Steph Curry, and we've beaten the Warriors multiple times this year. I know some situations we're at without Draymond, but I think we can beat them because we don't have to worry about a big post presence dominating us like we would, you know, against the Nuggets or against, you know, the yeah. Jazz. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm much more comfortable facing the Warriors in the first round as a four seed okay. versus the five, or okay. even a five versus the four. If Mavs stay here and you know Warriors just get passed by the Jump Jazz, I'm, go, yeah. I'm okay with that too. Okay. Um, as long as we get Warriors in the first round, I'm cool. All right. Well, Warriors have dropped from uh, where they were at the two and seemingly out of reach all the way down to the three. They're two games behind Memphis. They're just two games ahead of Utah, three ahead of the Dallas Mavericks. And right now, even Denver is only four and a half back. Yeah, four and six in their last ten games. It's been, mm-hmm. And they lost to Orlando last night, so it's not pretty out there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So it's time for some with it or quit it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back at the helm doing some with it or quit it. We like to exchange right. who does it uh, every now and then, so I'm back at it this week. All right, PJ, you prepared? I'm ready, Drew. Let's do it. All right, let's get it. Number one, Nikola Jokic will come away as the back-to-back MVP of the NBA with it or quit it? Oh, man. It's it's so subject, subjective that it, it really could be, you know, a difference of a couple voters that is uh, the difference maker because you've got several uh, people that are – right there that, that could easily get it. I, I personally, myself right now, I would give the vote to Embiid still um, with how well Durant played in the first half. I think that missing that, that month has kind of just made him fall down to the, like the four, five, six range. But I personally would, would give it to Embiid. Uh, but I think, you know, you could definitely make the argument that Jokic has done it because of how well, the Nuggets have played basically just having him. He's he has been primarily their their guy that they've had to rely on to get to where they are and stay above the the playing tournament. So I'm going to say quit it, but it certainly would not surprise me if a majority of the voters think that that he is the MVP because he certainly has played like one. And here's a second parter to this. This is not another question. Okay. In the right. to quit it, but it is a question technically. Okay. Is this MB's last chance to win the MVP? If he doesn't get it this year, can he get it any other year? I think he could. I think this is his best shot for sure that he's had so far well, in, in his career. Should say I, most, most realistic shot now. Yeah, I think this is his most realistic shot this year. Okay. Uh, it's certainly not not something that I think uh, – I, I mean, I don't think he's going to start regressing or anything to the point where he wouldn't no, be no, no, no. a not contender. Like, not like that, but just coming back like a healthy KD next year, a healthy Giannis, you know, healthy LeBron, healthy Stephen Curry, Kawhi Leonard coming back, you know, just – all types of contenders for it. Um, you know, this is just yeah, the I, second I, year he's been in the top two or three. I think this is so, his best shot. I think so. this is his best shot. Like I said, I would give it to him this year. Uh, it's not that I have a, you know, a, a grudge or anything, and I don't like seeing guys win it multiple years. If they're the best player, I would certainly, you know, be willing to give it to them. And and like I said, I, I'm not going to be upset, and, and I definitely understand the argument that Jokic – could deserve it. I just think right now my vote would be for Embiid. If I if I had to like you know go to my head right now, that's my decision. Well, he sure would probably be happy about it coming up second two years ago, yeah. and last year getting hurt and essentially yeah. being out of it. 
uh, at that point. So this is something I'm sure he probably wants. Well, we'll uh, see how these last two weeks of the season or two and a half some odd weeks progress. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, I think it, I think it's his. I really do. Okay. All right. Number two, Chick-fil-A is overrated. Oh, true. Oh, buddy. True. With it or quit it. I'm I'm not trying to get struck down from the lightning of God here. Come on, Drew. You can't you gotta give me some warning before I all right, let me ask what let me ask the what exactly do you want me to judge in terms of overrated? It the it, it itself, the food, what? Because that there there could be multiple layers to this. Chick-fil-A as a body of work. All of it. I I don't know. I I let's think they've go, got. Some... Let's go with the food. Let's go. With okay. The food. Uh, I think they've got some. the The chicken sandwich is is probably one of the best out there that you can get. I love I love their grilled chicken though. I I've got to be honest with you. I I don't. There there's not too many places that do grilled chicken better than Chick Fil A. So I don't make it a habit to go there every meal. I'm not somebody that's like I got to have my nuggies or anything like that. And and sit in the drive-through line for you know twenty minutes every day, but uh, they got a new um, like barbecue smokehouse chicken sandwich or something that is fantastic. I really do recommend it. And Drew, their breakfast is is top notch. So I'm gonna say, oh really? I, I think they've got a top notch breakfast. I love Never the Chick Fil A biscuit, and I love the chicken minis. I'm, okay. I'm gonna say quit it. Okay. Back-to-back quidditch. We'll see how this goes. We could have a full quidditch here. Ooh. I don't think you'll quit this one, though. But All we'll right. see. Number three. Jason Kidd, whose birthday is actually today. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Will be a top five coach of the year candidate this season. With it or quit it. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh, top five. Uh, you, you've got to like what you've seen from the Mavs. Uh, and what, especially as the years go along, they they started off so poor. The defense stepped up late November, early December. It's been much better since then. And then they seemingly they trade away KP, and everybody's thinking, what are they doing? What are they doing? And they've gotten better since then. Um, you know, you had Billy Donovan, who was a contender at the All Star break that we had listed as as one of our. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he he's kind of dropped off. I, I like the what the. Uh, the coach of the Cavs, he he was a contender for sure because they kind of came out of nowhere to yeah. to be a top six seed. Uh, Memphis's coach, you got to consider him up there, but uh, I'm not seeing a whole lot of other coaches unless you want to give it to to uh, the coach of the Suns. If you want to give it to the coach of the Heat, there there's some contenders. I think Kid has done a fantastic job, and I think he should be top five. I think top two right now, while we're just on it, is Eric Spolstra and Taylor mm-hmm. Jenkins. Yeah, Spolstra has has done a, a fantastic job, as has Jenkins. So, but yeah, I, I think kids definitely top five considerations this year with it. Cool. I actually don't think you'll quit. Well, I don't think you would have actually finished with a five, all five quitting this time. Just looking at my other ones here. All right, I, I would hope not. Number four. TCU, the TCU Horn Frogs, men's squad. Let's be specific here. Okay, will make the Sweet Sixteen next year. 
with it or quit it. Oh, gosh, you're trying to get me into my bracketology cap here. It it all it all depends on uh, what what they do in the off season. You you know you're not gonna change up the conference opponents. You're gonna have to do as well, if not better, than what you did this year in order to get a favorable draw. And that's all that the tournament really is at the end of the day is where you're seated and and what kind of matchups you get. Uh, I was talking uh, at the end of my stream Sunday night after the the Frogs lost a heartbreaker in overtime that Coach Dixon is doing a fantastic job and he is building up something to be proud of in Fort Worth. Um, But if they had been seated a little bit differently, if they'd been uh, in that seven uh, 10 matchup as opposed to the 8-9 matchup, it's very possible, Drew, that they could have made the Sweet 16 this year. So I'm going to say with it, with the asterisk of let's see what the matchup is when the bracket comes out next year because they could be in, in the 8-9 matchup again. And, you know, I mean, you got to like your chances based on what you saw out of the Frogs against Arizona. But if you get, you know, if you're playing like the number one overall seed or something like that, it's it's just – a loser machine, unfortunately. And, and so I, I'm going to say with it, with a hope that there's a favorable draw in, in that maybe next year they can be the Iowa state and, and get to the, the sweet 16 with, you know, getting to play a team that lost their coach because of a scandal. And then they shut down a, a, their round of 32 opponent star players. On the, I don't know. I'm just going to say with it. There you go. Let, let my Homer show here. Number five, ice cream is better in the winter than it is in the summer with it or quit it. Hmm. Well, as our resident fat expert over here, um, I can safely say that ice cream is good no matter what time of year. I've never tried to, I've never tried to qualify the taste in the winter versus the summer. So I, I don't know exactly if I can. Well, know, let me just try and make the illustration something you might be able to answer. Like, okay. just think about eating ice cream in the summer. Like it's constantly melting mm-hmm. as you're eating it. Whereas in the winter, not so much. You really get to taste ice cream as it's ice cream instead of this melted milkshake version that you get after two minutes. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I always, when I go get ice cream, depending upon like what, what time of year it is or whatever, I always will pop it in the freezer for at least, you know, 15 or so minutes to let it make sure anything that would have kind of been melty, uh, allow it to, to get back, you know, firm and, and be ice cream again. And I find that that usually does allow it to keep its shape and, and be ice cream, regardless of what the, the weather outside is like. So in that respect, yeah, I'll say with it because, you know, keeping the, the, the shape as opposed to the melted. But every now and again, there's nothing wrong with a, a good old milkshake. So there you go. Oh, there you have it. I personally like it in the winter. Mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's the only time I really eat a lot of ice cream. So like once summer comes up, I probably won't touch it at all, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I prefer a good snow cone in the summer over some ice cream. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, Drew. If you go to a, a Ranger game this year, I think they're bringing back those little mini batting helmets with the ice cream in it. You might have to No get, you know, way. I think they are because wow. I, they, they took them away uh, after the 2019 season with all the, the uh, 
you know, trying to make sure to keep everything, um, you know, health and, and hygienic wise and everything like well, that. But I think they're bringing it back this year. I'll tell you what, I didn't actually know it would even lasted all the way through 2019. I never got ice cream at the ballpark, but the yeah. funny, the funny story part of this is that like growing up, uh, you know, hard Rangers fan, you know, went to Rangers games when I was four and five and mm-hmm. you know, ever since then. But like we had the, the baseball uh, bowl caps in our, yeah. in our cabinets. That's yeah. what I ate cereal out of every morning <laughs> out of the Rangers baseball yeah. cap. You know, I mean, we had multiple teams, but you know, yeah. I, had, I had Rangers mostly. And that's what I did. I ate it out of there. We had the teeny tiny ones for like a little baby. I'll probably yeah. eat that. And then what my parents had. So that's that's super dope. And if I go back, I will definitely collect some. You know, if, if you go to different parks, um, there's, I think, in Chicago, I think the, the Sox actually do, like, the full-size batting helmets for ice cream sundaes. Man, as opposed that's to huge. The, I know. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that seems like a bit too much, but... I don't know that I would want to do that. <laughs> not just because, not because it's too much ice cream, but just, like... It's tough to clean up too. It would be yeah. it, like tough to clean up. Where are you going to put that in your house anyway? You can't eat out of that again. It's a one-time thing. <laughs> ah, don't don't do that, White Sox. Please just stop. Or, or it's it maybe maybe it's not maybe it's not ice cream. Maybe it's nachos. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But there's somebody that I think does full size uh, ice cream and a batting helmet and full size nachos. I'm going to make that my forever cereal bowl. Now, once I get a hold of some more of those, it's going to put them in there. My kids are going to eat out of cereal, out of the Rangers baseball uh, cups and hats. You know, they're going to, they're going to, yep. That's what's going to, I'm going to pull this in in five years when you have a kid, I'm going to make sure that you're, feeding them cereal in the batting helmet cup. The first picture you ever see of my child will be them eating. Well, if, first picture of them eating anyway. You'll probably see other pictures, but it <laughs> will be of them eating out of that bowl. But like, BJ, I thought this was going to happen. Look at the blue <laughs> Rangers cap bowl that they're eating out of. I can't wait. I cannot yeah. wait. Great. Who knows what I'm having kids, though? <laughs> uh, that's the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Went around the association again, handling both the men's and women's side of things. Make sure you guys are following us on social media once again. That is T-H-A underscore lowdown on all platforms, the underscore lowdown. Make sure you go follow us, Twitter and Instagram, and join that second chance bracket challenge. Go look for the lowdown second try on the second chance bracket challenge. Join that group. Put in the password, the low, capital T, lowercase H-A, capital L, lowercase O-W, and get in there and be defeated by me or BJ because you can't lose to us both because our brackets are so different. You can only beat one. Let's see if you can do it. Unless you just have the wild bracket that's nowhere close to either one of us. And if you lose to us both, then shame on you. But come have fun nonetheless. It'll be a good time. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next week. Don't forget to leave ratings and reviews on the show on whatever podcast platform you are using so we can show up and get noticed a little bit more on those pod platforms. We will catch you guys next week. Peace.